Welcome to episode 130 of Crack the Customer Code. Thanks to Audible for sponsoring this episode. Get your free audiobook about customer experience or whatever you'd like, and a free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash customer code. Why not listen to books by prior guests on this show, like The Automatic Customer by John Warlow or Hug Your Haters by Jay Baer, both of which I highly recommend. I'm Jeannie Walters, and I'm here with my co-conspirator in destroying bad customer experiences and poor customer service, as well as my co-host, Mr. <laughs> Adam Toporek. <laughs> oh, you know, I like that you use the word conspirator, because that's usually a bit of a negative term, but you're using it positively. See, I flipped everything on its head. That's, see, what, that's what I do here, Adam. That is what you do is turn everything upside down, yes. But still, what I like about that is it actually sets up our guest for today, Miss Chloe Thomas, because she has a book that has a slightly, well, not even slightly, a, a word we usually associate with negativity, which is manipulation in it, but she uses it in a positive way. So we're talking about customer manipulation today. Yes, and... I think uh, it's going to be a different conversation than people might expect, but I think that's that's part of the appeal of this is what does manipulation really mean and how can we do it in a good way, I guess, is what we're saying. If yes, we and maybe you can learn nicer ways to manipulate me. Oh, well, mm, no, I don't know. There's something okay. fun about it. <laughs> we're pushing it now. <laughs> that is a bridge too far. <laughs> Well, Chloe does have a lot of great points that anybody can learn from, especially around e-commerce and marketing and all sorts of things. All right. Well, tell us about Chloe. We've got daylights wasting here. (laughs) (laughs) Everything Chloe Thomas does is focused on e-commerce strategy and marketing. She's the author of four books, a speaker, and the host of the e-commerce Master Plan podcast. Her latest book is Customer Manipulation, How to Influence Your Customers to Buy More and Why an Ethical Approach Will Always Win. Welcome, Chloe. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, hi. It's great. It's great to be joining you today. Very exciting. Yeah, we are so happy to have you, and I love having people from across the pond. So as <laughs> we were talking earlier about how much uh, we Americans love the British accent, so it's always a pleasure for us to hear th- those dulcet tones come over our uh, <laughs> our earpieces. Now, you have a new book out, and I wanted to get right to it because I was fascinated by the title. It is Customer yeah. Manipulation, How to Influence Your Customers to Buy More and Why an Ethical Approach will always win. So tell us about that title, because I think some might think it's not really customer-centric, but it obviously is based on the subtitle. So tell us, how did the title come about? What's the theory behind it? Sure. Well, uh, yeah, I am, as the subtitle attests, I am very much focused on the customer-centric, and that's that's the reason why I wrote this book, because I found a lot of small businesses really struggling to work out how to focus on the customer. Everyone's saying, focus on the customer, focus on the customer, focus on the customer, and no one could work out how to do it. So that, that kind of was the genesis for the book. The reason we ended up, or I ended up with the title Customer Manipulation, is I, I think it's quite an interesting story. I hope you'll agree. Um, Originally, the book had a somewhat duller title, <laughs> quite a lot <laughs> duller title. And I was catching up with a friend of mine in London who's quite a, a controversial chap, you know, one of those ones who will challenge you on everything. <laughs> and I sat down and I told him about the book and he said, what are you calling it? I said, well, I'm going to call it Customer Master Plan, you know, fit in with e-commerce master plan, etc. You know, that's what the model is. And he went, that's really boring. <laughs> oh, no, we all need no. friends like that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we just? And I was like, since... Since then, I found out that everyone else thought it was boring, but no one else was willing to tell me. Um, 
so he then he followed that up with well um what would you how would you describe it to someone when you're drunk <laughs> oh uh i'd say it's how to manipulate customers to spend more and he was like well that's your title and um <laughs> That that put me in shock for pretty much the rest of the day, going, oh, my God, I can't call it manipulation. I can't put manipulation in there. I can't do that. Oh, God, that's – oh, no, no. Ooh. And um, that kind of uh, – it took, took me a few weeks to come to, to terms with it. I did, and, and we slowly evolved it to what the title now is because, you know, what I said when – what I'd say when I was drunk to explain it is not the most pithy of titles. <laughs> so we had to kind of kind of edit it down to customer manipulation and then, and then get the, uh, the subtitle right. And I got to, to come to terms with it myself – I had to to speak to an awful lot of people. You know, I I spoke to a lot of my clients. I spoke to a lot of my friends. I um I secretly tested it in various groups. You know, did a, I mean, in one uh, group on Facebook where people are regularly, you know, going, "What do you think of this logo?" So I thought, "Oh, let's put up the book cover and see what happens." And I got some negative, but I also got quite a lot of positive. And we did split test ads on Twitter, Facebook, and all of that. So. Yeah, it it was it was quite a long way coming, but uh, it it's the right title for the book because it to, is what we do. Well, and I'm going to remember that test of how would you describe it when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your friend has a future in publishing because I went through traditional publishing for Peter Customer Zero, and I can tell you, no editor ever asked me what would you say if you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to phrase it, though. And you know, in the book and throughout this discussion about quote unquote customer manipulation, you mentioned the customer conversation as one of the ways to build trust. So can you describe a little bit about what you mean by that? Yeah, the, the customer uh, or the conversation even is a, is a massively important concept within the book. And it, it, it if you see the see the the the, uh, the model which fits within the book, the conversation really does straddle the whole piece because the conversation is the kind of the, the global term for every single interaction an individual has with your business. Those are in, that includes the interactions you're in control of, like email marketing. Uh, includes the interactions you hope to be in control of. So what's happening in social media and with deliveries and all that kind of thing. It also includes the the, the interactions you don't even know are happening. You know, so when you're in the, the coffee shop with your friend and they're raving about or not raving about their experience or the product, uh, when there's people talking about you on TV, in podcasts, blogs, all that stuff that you can't possibly track anymore. And it's very much a almost an ephemeral concept, the conversation, because there's no possible way of tracking it and there's no possible way of actually controlling it because it encompasses just so many things. But it's really important because consumers, humans, we, we buy, we deal with people who we trust. And if you want to build a successful e-commerce business or any successful business really with repeat buyers, you've got to build trust with the, with the people who are, who are purchasing from you, with your buyers. So you've got to think about this whole piece from beginning to end because that trust is built up by you being consistent, by you delivering on what you say you're going to do, even if you're not aware you've said it. You know, if someone on TV <laughs> said you do great yeah. customer service, you've got to back that up by actually doing great customer service. You've also... Um, the, or the other, the other way in which trust gets built is by people resonating with what you're talking about. 
by the fact, oh, this is this is a company who do what I need, who who I I feel a relationship with, who I feel like they're on the same wavelength as me. And so there's there's some very subtle angles to that conversation. Oh, that's wonderful. And you know, we are kindred spirits. I have to give a little shout out to you for the term, <laughs> the customer conversation. That has actually been the name of my uh, like e-newsletter for a few years now. So we are okay. we are in the same uh, mindset. And you know, you talked about building trust and keeping that conversation going. So what happens, how would you advise companies or organizations to handle it when you haven't built the trust and when that trust has been broken? When you know, you're the wild, you said you can't control that conversation and it's happening without you and it's not positive and things are being said about you that may or may not be true, but it's all affecting your brand. It's all affecting other people's perception of your experience. So how do you get the trust back? Well, well, I guess, I guess my real advice would be to get it right before it all goes wrong. <laughs> You know, by getting everyone on the team on board and making sure that that you you're all clear on what the message is, on what what that that mission is, on what the business exists to do. But of course, when it does go wrong, you have to deal with it, and it can be a phenomenally great opportunity to create a customer for life if you fix their problem well, and by fixing it, you end up living up to what they what they've expected from you in the first place because you know things will go wrong and the bigger you get the more likely they are to go wrong because you know the the scale of things goes up so my advice to anyone who's who has a customer service issue or a big customer service issue whether it's a public one or a private one is first and foremost to listen because quite often people just want to be able to have a rant so you've got to allow them to have that rant at you because if you don't, <laughs> they're going to go and have that rant somewhere else. Um, and then listen to to that rant. Listen to what the problem is and find the best way of fixing it, both for that customer and to make sure it doesn't happen again. I, I haven't ever come across quite a, a model for dealing with those complaints that works, you know, that, that I found is kind of the, the catch-all. I think you have to work out how you how you manage it in the in each individual business, but I think it's it's about listening to the customer and then finding the right way to fix things for them. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that brings up another interesting point about this is this this ongoing conversation we have. I think a lot of people think this is about the customers that you're serving in that moment, but some of this actually applies to attracting new customers. So. What does that ongoing conversation and listening to current customers have to do with attracting the next customer to walk in the door? Well, yeah, you're, you're completely right because the, the conversation or the customer starts having a conversation with your brand before even you even know who, who they are mm-hmm. because they're somewhere else. Um, so it's partly about or how your existing customers can help you attract new customers is partly in making sure they're having the right experience, so they're giving the right messages to other people, be that around the coffee table or be that because they happen to be a TV star who's going to go and rave about your products, which would be amazing. (laughs) Um, But it's also about listening to those customers and listening to what they want and understanding what, what it is about your business that they really love and what it is that you can therefore bring to put out there more in order to to attract more customers in so that's things as simple as what are your best selling products 
you know, what are the products that your customers love more than any, be it reviews or be it in terms of the, the volume of them? And then make sure those are the products that you're putting front and center in your acquisition activity. Because mm. if, you, if you like your existing customers, which hopefully you do, hopefully they're the right people <laughs> for you, um, then, you know, what they like, if you put that front and center, you should get more people in. So it's, there's, there's kind of some subtle ways of, of listening to them and trying to get the vibe from them. There's also the very practical ways of going, what's a best-selling product and putting it out there. And mm-hmm. there's quite a lot, of, a lot of different things from the very practical to the very ephemeral that you can do with your, with your existing customers. Well, let's go back to manipulation because I am curious. Have you been on the other end of manipulation? And I mean, have you ever been a customer and you sort of said, you know, I know they're manipulating me, but it's kind of working. I, res- I, I, I they got some game. I respect what's going on here. So, have, have you ever been on the other end of it? And how? Uh, what did you learn? Would you take away from it? Uh, endlessly, but, but haven't we all? Yes. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm currently reading Chialdini's Influence. Um, Brilliant book. Again, oh, an amazing book, and. Um, I think, you know, I keep I'm reading them and going, God, yeah, I've fallen for that. Yeah, I've fallen for that. But, <laughs> but it, as he proves, you know, coming from the very, not, it's a very easy, easy to read book, but he's coming from the academic standpoint. We are hardwired as humans to react to these things. But as for, for kind of some a recent one that I am hook, line and sinker um, done in by is uh, there's, there's a big supermarket in the UK called Sainsbury's. And they mm. do, they're my uh, home delivery of choice. So they, they trap, they know, probably know far too much about me. And <laughs> about two, two, three months ago, um, I got a free sample from them of this. It's called Spice Taylor and it's a three part curry sauce thing. I think, to be honest, I think they've just done a really great job of convincing people like me who like to think they can cook that we can cook a, a genuine curry in about five minutes by <laughs> using these three separate sachets because you get the spices in one sachet and you get the pre-sauce in another sachet and then you finally get the bulk of the sauce. So it makes you feel like you're kind of some kind of gourmet Indian chef. <laughs> and we gave it a go. And, and the, you know, these are, they're about, each of these is, it only feeds two people and it's probably three times the price of just the standard jar of curry sauce that you'd normally buy. But we always have at least two of these in the cupboard. We must get through at least <laughs> one a week. And I, you know, it's, it's a gimmicky product. It, I mean, it's really, really tasty, but it's a gimmicky mm-hmm. product. And it's, it's the only reason I buy it is because I got given a free one and now I like it. And now I'm talking about it on a podcast. So... <laughs> Absolutely hook, line and sinker, but but I, I I'm kind of a salesperson's dream because I, I find it fascinating watching a salesperson work. I find it fascinating looking at how people put together their marketing to, to manipulate people. And it's, um, you know, I'm often falling for it whilst giving myself a wry smile as I, as I disappear down the rabbit hole. <laughs> but, but, that, but to your point, that was a good manipulation. Your, your life is better yeah. for it. You have been given value and something you enjoy, even though they uh, sort of played with your mind a little to get you to be open to it oh yeah and and fundamentally it's much healthier than picking up the phone and ordering a curry which would be you know for me it's a substitute on a takeaway and it's much healthier than a takeaway would be Mm -hmm. so you know overall i'm winning but maybe i'm just still falling for them (laughs) (laughs) well you know it reminds me i i have no idea if this is fact or fiction so i'll say that right now but uh i had heard that a long time ago, Duncan Hines, the 
the brand that we know in the States, they have the packaged baked goods that you make at home. Um, he created these kits that people could just bake, like pour pour in a little water and bake and put it together and you got a cake. And what they found was that the people that they wanted to buy these things, which were the, the homemakers back then, uh, didn't feel like they were making anything. So what they did was they took the egg out of the ingredients so that you had to put an egg in. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly people felt like they were making something homemade and their sales went way up. And so it's just like it's it's a very old example of really manipulation because they were it was the same product. It was actually harder for the customer and yet it sold better because of the feeling and the psychology behind it. Um, and again, no idea if that's fact or fiction, but I heard that somewhere and it always stuck with me um, because it's it's such an interesting example of really figuring out what's going on with your customers and adapting in that way. Yeah, so, great example. So is there any you know final thought here that you want to leave our listeners with about manipulation in the best possible way? <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, my final thought would be that as marketers in this day and age, we have to embrace and get comfortable with the fact that our job is to manipulate uh, and not, not, not for any reason other than, than the competition and the noise that our prospect customers are being subjected to and our existing customers are being subjected to is just so great. So if you want to succeed in this day and age, you need to embrace the fact that you have to manipulate, you have that this is our job as marketers is to manipulate for the customer's own good. And that's where the ethical part comes in. Mm. Well, Perfect. that's wonderful. Yes, thank you for that uh, message on such a charged word, but a, a great message. And uh, tell us, Chloe, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, I'm all over the internet on pretty much all <laughs> the platforms. Um, <laughs> or I like to think I am anyway. <laughs> what's, ho what's home base for you? Home base for me is ecommercemasterplan.com. Uh, where you'll find all the various contact details. Uh, my The best place to get in contact with me direct is Twitter. That's where you'll get the fastest response, where I'm Chloe, which is C-H-L-O-E underscore E-C-M-P. Or you can find links to that on the e-commerce master plan site. And if anyone's interested in the customer manipulation book, it's on Amazon on all the different formats. And you can also, if you want to find out a bit more before you before you uh, you fully jump in there, you can get the first chapter for free at customer manipulation.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is a fascinating topic. And uh, here's to future manipulation of all kinds, <laughs> of the good kind. <laughs> so thanks thank for joining us. Thank you, Chloe. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. We hope you enjoyed episode 130 of Crack the Customer Code with special thanks to Audible. You can get your free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash customer code. And of course, you can find out all kinds of stuff about this podcast at crackthecustomercode.com. But one thing you cannot find out there is that we are going to be taking our next episode off because it is July 4th and I am celebrating my independence from Genie. No, I mean, we are celebrating <laughs> Independence Day. So there will be no July 4th episode, but we will see you the next episode after that. I'm Jeannie Walters. Stay current on the latest customer experience trends and insights and see my TEDx talk at 360connects.com. And I'm Adam Kapoor. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training as well as my book, Be Your Customer's Hero at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.